Hello, awesome marketer. Let me ask you a question before we start today's episode. Are you looking to plan your content calendar more efficiently, save time across your team, and publish social content like a pro? If so, you're in luck, because Planable allows you to do this and much more. Planable is the content collaboration tool that makes it easy for marketing teams to preview, plan, approve, and publish social media content six times faster for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Google My Business, and TikTok, all in one place. So go to planable.io slash old school to find out more. Our podcast listeners will get 30% off for three months by using the coupon code old school after choosing the plan that fits your needs. Once again, go to www.planable.io slash old school and get 30% off for three months by using the coupon old school at checkout. I cannot wait to see you breezing through your content and your plan like a pro. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Old Marketing School. I don't know why I said it in this really weird accent, but we're going to roll with it. My name is Fab, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. And with me, as you will hear, in the midst of lots of coffee today, which, again, kind of makes me feel less alone in the world, we have Lebecca. Hello, Lebecca. Hello, it's me. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you. We were talking about uh, in the UK has been a, a, sh- a short, no, wait a second. It's been a long week, even if it was a short week. That's kind of the vibe that we're currently bringing you. So if both of us feel, feel a bit over caffeinated or slightly tired, that's probably why. That's what I would say. Yeah, it feels like it's been a long, a long week. It's, it's the end is in sight now. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> exactly. At time of recording, we are pretty much at the end of the week. Slash, we're, I'm realizing that we're at the end of April almost, which is insane. So yeah, it's like the world is going really fast and I can't keep up. So yay. And today we have a bit of a different type of episode with a different type of announcement. So I am actually going to let, um, I'm going to set the scene and then I'm going to let Becca explain because I think it's only fair that she talks for herself and I don't talk for her because that's weird. <laughs> about what especially with some of the changes that if you know me and if you've been following my journey for quite a long time you know that I have two companies and we're actually we mentioned it briefly but we're going to merge the two companies into one so a lot of changes have happened on my side of actually workload understanding focuses and again it has been a very long month a month a couple of months but obviously with everyone changes happen and so kind of not I swear we didn't coordinate it, but obviously also in Becca's world, things are going super busy because she's an amazing woman that works for an agency, something I will never be able to do. And so as such, uh, some of the things are going to be shifting. So from next week onwards, so from next week, things are going to be different, slightly different schedule as well, still weekly, but slightly different with a couple of different bits and bobs. 
So Becca is actually going to be leaving us. It doesn't mean that she's going to be gone forever, don't you worry. But it means that we're not going to do our weekly recordings anymore. So we are still looking to have a bit of a roundup. Uh, it's going to be a new special guest for that, but it's going to be more on a monthly basis than a weekly basis. But yeah, Becca, I'll let you uh, set the scene. Obviously, we're going to do also the full episode. Don't you worry, but I just wanted to start with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, so... As you said, just to give people a little bit of like backstory as to what I do when I'm not sat here doing this lovely podcast, I work at an agency as a social media consultant and things are busy, um, which is great. And I think so much of the news that we've talked about over the last year, I think, you know, all of these updates on Twitter, on, you know, with TikTok and everything, things are getting busy and um, they are taking a turn for for good things, for good things. Um, but it means I'm currently drowning in a lot of strategies and dealing with lots of clients, which is all good things, all good stuff. But I'm handing back the co-host reins to Fab. Um, and yeah, with all the everything going on um, with Alt Marketing School as well, it just feels like the right time. So I am disappearing for a bit, but I'm not gone forever, as you said. And I'm sure I'll make little appearances here and there. And, you know, everyone always knows where to find me on TikTok, at Becca Social, you know the drill. So I'm gone, but I'm not I'm not actually gone. I'm still secretly like, you know, I'm lurking. I'm watching from social. <laughs> that sounded much creeper than what it was meant to be, yeah, I think. It did, uh, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. We'll say that. So because of that, first thing I'm gonna say also obviously from from that, Becca is also leaving the reins when it comes to her teaching for the cohort. I just wanted to mention as well for some of the alumni and potential students. Again, we are obviously always in need of new voices, so we are actually uh, welcoming some new teachers. See, I didn't say replace because everybody is irreplaceable, but obviously we're bringing new voices and different people with different perspectives because, as I said, all marketing school is not about me. It's about all the different people that we can bring together. So we are going to welcome new teachers, obviously, as a way to support us as Becca leaves. So stay tuned. And as always, altmarketingschool.com slash learn to find out more. So today I was thinking, okay, what we're going to talk about because... We can't really talk about just the news of the week. It doesn't feel right. I think we need to kind of give it the weight that it needs. And so because of a couple of things that happened, I thought as a way to give Becca our farewell, as we said, not forever, but our temporary farewell in a way, I thought it would be good to look at the future. Uh, the future based on what we have seen in the past almost five months now, because I believe and we both believe there have been some really key changes that I think are going to shape the way that we see social going forward. And I find that the first one that I want to point to my little little special finger at based on last week's chat is Twitter. And not just because of Elon Musk having a bit of a tantrum every, every other day and things changing like we don't know what it wants. By the way, I'm going to say before I leave the frustrated Becca's face, I want to know more about that frustrated face. I'm going to say that actually what made me laugh was that even my husband actually said to me oh did you know that elon musk is now trying to buy twitter and i was like he doesn't give a damn it's not on social which is a blessing you know he's very chill and i was like if even he read it in the news and actually put, piqued his attention 
I mean, it means Elon is doing something right or wrong, depends on how we see it, because he's getting the attention he wants. So that's where I'm going to put it. We talked about it already last week, and then things literally kind of changed 17 times since then. But I think it's an interesting position, and Twitter is in, and on the light of also the potential the potential edit option that now is resurfacing as like a little threat to our own well-being. Um, I don't know. I think there's interesting things coming up for Twitter. I don't know if I'm good or bad, though. I'm not decided yet. I know. I think it feels like every time we chat, there are so many changes. And at the moment, with everything to do with Elon Musk, it does. It feels like it's still too early to tell. Last week, it felt too early to tell, and it still feels like it's too early to tell because it does feel like every time you open Twitter, there's more like narrative around it, more changes, more, oh, what about this, or this option, or now he's going to do this. And I think it's going to be a couple of weeks at least before this settles down and we can finally like see some kind of resolution and be able to predict like what's actually going to happen but it does make you wonder doesn't it and like I think last week we said oh do people who aren't on social like who aren't in marketing as well are they aware of this or is it just kind of like passing people by no no it's not um I think that will have an impact as well because whatever the outcome is I think when you have somebody with the kind of reputation of Elon Musk and, you know, you say that name, everyone knows who you mean, what will that do to Twitter? Will people stop using it if he is involved or not? And will they view, you know, Twitter as a social media platform differently? I know previously, like with Facebook, you know, lots of different views on how Facebook deals with things and their attitude towards privacy and all of that kind of thing and that has made some people just go I'm just not going to use it anymore so I wonder if we might see once everything is like kind of settled a bit and we know okay this is actually going to happen or not whether people might go well I'm not going to use Twitter anymore or oh yeah I'll keep using it and you know what was all the fuss about um but I do think it's going to be a crazy few weeks while this is all sort of decided and everything and I wonder you know, we're talking about how sort of individuals use it. I think maybe longer term, let's say like six months to a year, maybe even a couple of years, that might then have a knock-on impact to how brands want to use the platform. And if it aligns with their values and everything, I think that's going to have to become a bit more of a conversation when putting together strategies and stuff. It's like, right, is this what we want to do? Or do we want to be affiliated? And like, I think that's going to be a big question mark that comes out. But it just feels like there's just so much up in the air. It's really hard to know what's going to happen next. What I love that you spotted was that then there is the rumour of how actually it's almost like a compromise between, which in a way then I kind of accept when it comes to the edit button on Twitter. So it's a compromise of the edit button in the way where instead of just having you know a tweet edited, you will also be able to see uh, history of the tweet as well, which I found interesting again, since the edit button has now become like it's almost that like is the holy grail of this weird cast on actually what's going to happen on the platform. It's like the holy grail is the edit button, that's where everything is at, that's where the decision will be made. And okay, fine. And then I saw obviously this is almost a compromise to say, well, what if we actually allow people to see what what came before that in case you're like well was it just a typo it still makes me feel a bit weird if like people start looking at my edits just because 
for me, if it were if I were to edit a tweet, it's gonna be a typo because I make typos, like, especially when it comes to kind of phone. So it's just it's a bit weird. Obviously, there's nothing to hide in a typo. It just makes you feel a bit like you know maybe I should learn how to type slower. But yeah, it's kind of interesting to see that happening as almost like, well, if that's what people want or if that's kind of where we're going, then let's find a way to still have the transparency is almost like a lot of the conversations and a lot of the fears when it comes to values is about almost like the hyper-democratization, which, you know, has its pros and cons because you want to make sure that people on Twitter feel safe that if somebody is having a behavior that they don't like, they know that there's somebody there or there are guidelines in place to support that and to prevent from any, especially harassing behaviors or hate speech. So when you go the other way and you're like, no, there's no nothing, no control. You can literally say whatever you want. That's freedom of speech. It's like, yeah, in a way I understand that. But we need to make sure there's people that feel they have been potentially, especially scarred in the past, or so had really traumatic experiences on Twitter. You know, that safety that they can feel by knowing that there are things in place that help them feel secure. If you take those away, then, you know, Twitter, which was, for me personally, for example, a bit of a triggering place in the, like, going back three years ago, because there was, like, so much anger around it. And then it eventually became, like, a nice, kind place again. And I don't want them to be taken away from from us, especially when we're individuals sharing our story. That's how I see it. That's my two cents from for Twitter. That's kind of where, where I see it go, going and what I would like people to remember and bear in mind. Yeah, I think that last point as well you make there about how Twitter kind of goes through phases where it can feel like sometimes you'll log onto the platform and it's just toxic environment. And I feel like what I will say is on Twitter, yes, you can choose who you follow. And I feel like at the moment, it sounds like you had this experience as well. The people I am following, it is a fairly positive space. It's quite a nice experience. And you kind of go on the app and you're like, oh, yeah, this is quite good. But I do feel like with the kind of news element of Twitter, when you scroll across to the other tabs, that can sometimes be a little bit sort of triggering. Or sometimes you might see something that you're like, oh, I didn't didn't sign up to see this right now so that's one thing that I kind of think Twitter just need to maintain that like balance of making it a positive place and being able to build a community and everything whilst you know because they are kind of like a a news platform as well but just like if you don't want to use it for that keeping a nice separation and keeping that balance in place will be good for everyone I think (laughs) (laughs) for everyone please (laughs) now talking about (laughs) talking about everyone and actually talking about the point that we made at the beginning which is all about associating somebody with a platform and we talked about it last week as well so i'm gonna go back to adam adam i'm looking at you good old adam what was this old chat what was this old chat that we had on twitter again what's this old chat about the new ranking of original content okay for everyone we're gonna try to break it down but you got to go and read the answers and questions and you're still going to be confused. So we're going to try and help you. But honestly, the truth is we can't help you because even I don't understand what the algorithm changes that Adam Mosseri just talked about, about Instagram are about. There's a lot of abouts because I don't know. I can put any hat on and I'm not going to be able to figure it out. The only thing that I know when it comes to this update is that Instagram is going to prioritize original content. And after that, personally, even by reading some of the threads, some of the questions, some of the answers, 
I still don't know what they are going to try and categorize original content, aside from the fact that to me, how I read it with my skeptical hat on, I was cynical, is that they're like, stop reusing your TikTok on Reels. That's all I see from it, but I'm pretty sure there's more. Please help me, Becca and everybody else. Yeah, it's a difficult one, right? Because I've been reading, I watched the video from good old Adam. We like him. And then I read it back and I was like, wait, this is really confusing. Because exactly as you say, like definitely anything with a watermark on it from Twitter or maybe even Pinterest, I'm thinking. Like that's a big, nah, don't do that which we kind of already knew. But I'm wondering, because um, he mentioned the lack of clarity, like Instagram won't be able to tell 100% who has created something first. They'll just use various like indicators, which will say this is likely to be the original creator, but not, you know, there's no guarantee of that. And I just think that's opening up for like a whole load of problems because the way I interpreted it is maybe um, like... I don't, and again, take this with a pinch of salt and please go read and watch the video afterwards because it's very confusing. But I was thinking about when you see like a trend go viral on either like Instagram Reels or just on the internet, maybe that might tie into it. And if there's like, not necessarily, I like from what I'm thinking, maybe it's the actual content, but also maybe it's like the style of like how things are put together or editing techniques maybe that will come into it because one thing you did say was it's fine to edit content outside of the Instagram app and bring it in. That's not going to have a negative impact. But I was like thinking of, you know, when uh, like a few times now there's been a popular sound which has had like quite a fast beat and then people will show like photos in very quick succession. And I was thinking, could that count as one of these things where if everybody jumps on it, it will become, you know, oh, that's not original. I think it's really really unclear to be honest and I think that some creative well probably a lot of creators are going to see this and go oh my god like what are we supposed to do how is this going to work and even like I was thinking about you know lots of creators share content on their Instagram stories like they'll tag up someone else's photo or even their reel and go oh have you seen this this is amazing which I think is great because I think if you can you know, showcase somebody else's work that you enjoy and also perhaps direct more people to their profile and maybe there's like a benefit there for that creator. I don't see any problem with that. But now I'm thinking, are people going to feel scared about doing that? You know, like, oh, well, I can't do that anymore. And I think that would be a real shame if that kind of behaviour stopped on Instagram because I think that's one of the nicer parts of, of the app. But that's what confuses me. And actually, you raise an excellent point. And now I'm like, what well, we're a second though. Like TikTok is literally monkey see, monkey does. So it's all about actually taking the trend and making it yours. And I'm like, that's honestly what kind of works in a way, because obviously there's the there's the talking head content, which is great. That's kind of like the organic, like you actually share something or, you know, as you say, like kind of like taking a song and making it yours. But that's all what it is. It's all about the trending sounds and the trending things and then making it yours. So I really hope it doesn't come that far on that perspective or that's not what they're going for because I think I mean not doesn't change anything for me but I think Instagram is going to be shooting itself in the foot of touch if they do that but I agree it's I was reading and I was like I don't understand and it's good that they're now going for more transparency but it's almost like now we're going to the opposite side of the spectrum when you're telling us something that is changing but you're not really 100% clear or how that is changing or what 
that actually entails. And it's better than not telling us anything and just people having to guess it and then 17 articles about algorithms and how they work. But I think almost now we're kind of giving people like a little anxiety of like, how is this going to change? What should I do? And then when they read into it, there's not really a practical suggestion for it. And it's, again, a negative in his own side. That's how I see it. So I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to now do a little game just to finish us off. Even if I don't want to, we, we should do this podcast live for like, 24 hours so that Becca cannot never leave us but we can't do that like she will probably prune out and turn into like a drunk prune <laughs> Over, overheating coffee as well but to finish off we're going to do a little game of we pick a platform and we say one thing that we see as the future of the platform which is super hard so it's like a super fun game a super hard so I'm going to start and pick one and then obviously let, like we're going to do four so probably the four biggest ones okay so I'm going to say Pinterest, so so that I just leave back a bit of choices because if I'm starting. So Pinterest, I'm going to say e-commerce and hyper-personalization of the feed. That's kind of where I see it going. And also with the use of idea pins as a big medium for it. Oh, my God. Okay. I th- Can I do Pinterest as well? Yeah? Yeah, okay. go, on. go on. I think they will have, they'll end up having an, an alternative feed which copies Instagram reels and TikTok. I think they'll push that like front and center and you'll just be consumed with scrolling. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. LinkedIn. I'm going to pick that one. And then you can pick the next one to start. So then we're okay. gonna, you can pick two to start. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn, I'm going to say actually uh, the rise of the LinkedIn creator and partnerships and videos on LinkedIn are going to be a combination and they're all going to work hand in hand. I like that. Can I jump over to TikTok? Okay. Yes. Right. TikTok's a big one. I think that this year we are going to see, especially by the end of the year, we're going to see more and more brands be on TikTok by default. I think no longer will it become that platform that is what's TikTok? We don't know what it is. I think it will just become standard and we'll suddenly see a mixed bag. I don't think everyone's going to thrive on there. I think everyone will be on there. I love it. Final. And then obviously I'm not going to add anything on that because I think that's probably the best thing about TikTok. I'm going to jump on the last one and obviously can add to that one. We're going to do Instagram just because I think with Twitter, we actually covered a lot of it, I think, Mm -hmm. in the chat. Uh, for Instagram, I'm going to say I'm going to be wild. Let's go wild for this last spec episode. Instagram, I'm going to say Instagram is going to cull. It's going to cull. It's going to start taking stuff out. Buy guides, buy this, buy that. Maybe even going to try and get our photos and just really, really focus on less as they're seeing what works best for them. Maybe not photos fully, but I think potentially even your profile is going to show videos first. So really going like on a culling spray of a lot of things that are not working or they're just... Oh my goodness. You've made me just question, what if they get rid of like the grid on your profile? Like, oh, maybe that will happen. Okay, wow. God knows. Well, we're going to leave you with that. Becca, remind us again when people can find you, just if they want to say hi and they want to keep in touch as they're not going to hear you with us every week please do come and say hello because i will get back to you and i will happily chat about all things social media and other things as well um but i am at becca social on all of the platforms you can find us as always at altmarketingschool.com altmarkschool 
or also Alt Marketing School on Instagram. And also this week we are migrating the website with the merger. So if you're having a couple of problems getting in, it's probably because of that. And if you want to say hi to me and spread all the social media speculation, you can find me at Fam Giovanetti on all social. Bye, Becca. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.